0: Next on the list we have God. <laughs> Link's <three>. crossbow
1: training. <laughs> Link's crossbow training. Here we
0: go. Uh, November 2007 on the Wii. Go ahead, Eric.
1: <laughs> so I'm not gonna say like I played this game a lot, like, but I played like a couple levels, and yeah. I was like, okay, this is like a fun little gimmick for the Wii Zapper. Damn it. about it. <laughs> it was I'm pretty sure it was like literally like a packing game for the Wii Zapper. And that's about it.
0: <sighs> yeah. I don't know what else to say about this game. <laughs> this was my game of the year for
1: 2007. Great. It, it beat out <laughs> Pokemon
0: Diamond and Pearl.
1: Uh, it beat Crazy. out Call of Duty. Uh, no. was before World at War. It, it beat COD 4. <laughs> no and... way.
0: Not actually. <laughs> uh, Link almost had a sword from the start in the original Legend of Zelda. Uh says it starts with him obtaining a cheap wooden sword from Old Man in a Cave. But that's not the way the game was originally designed. Early versions had Link starting the game with a sword already in his inventory. Uh, When game testers reported confusion over what to do in the game, Miyamoto responded interesting enough, interestingly enough by taking away their sword. (laughs) The move was designed to get players thinking about how to proceed in this new type of nonlinear game and to encourage communication between players and about the game's many secrets. Interestingly, I'll, uh back then to have that design philosophy um that you kind of see with uh Breath of the Wild uh in the forefront. So uh next on the So I I'll, I'll just say I never played Link's Crossword Training not once. Um interestingly enough, I I watched it from afar being like, "Huh, that's kind of cool," I guess. Uh, and I remember coming out or remember seeing my friend have it. And just not even being interested in playing it, even though it was like Zelda related. Cause I just knew what it was at that point. Uh, next on the list. God damn it. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to end with the Tingle games, but Ripened Tingle's Balloon Trip of Love. August 2009. Look, we're going to skip over. <laughs> the Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks was the, the next one for the Nintendo DS. Um, December 2009. Spirit Tracks. Uh... And you know the funny thing is, is the DS line had more Zelda's than I realize. Uh, that's what I'm I'm taking away from these. Spirit Tracks, I will say, for me was hand in hand with like Venom Hourglass. I think I played them around the same time. Uh, yeah. So it, it's a similar history. I remember, and I don't think because you could do, you could walk around with. The, I think you could walk around with the stylus still on Spirit Tracks. Um, and. <clears throat> I remember having a fun time with like the actual train system itself was interesting. Um, the dungeon design, I don't remember liking in that one if I'm right, but <clears throat> I think that's where that one lacked for me. Uh, what's your history with that, Eric?
1: So spirit tracks is actually one I've never gotten around to. And actually looking at the, like the timeline over here, like I didn't realize spirit tracks released so soon after like, uh, phantom hourglass like i didn't yeah. realize it was like been just two years like looking back on it it felt like it came out like a couple years afterwards like i didn't realize it was that soon um so yeah never never really got around to spirit tracks i know people like it over phantom hourglass and i've like seen bits and pieces of like spirit tracks but never really like fully experienced
0: it mm. um gaff you don't have anything to touch on this one okay it wasn't a originally... Originally called Legend of Zelda in the US, the original NES game is simply known as the Legend of Zelda in Japan. The game's full title is The Legend of Zelda, the Hyrule Fantasy. So. I guess they had to simplify it for some reason, which we'll get into uh, Ocarina of Time 3D. So if the 3DS June, June 2011. This is the definitive way to play Ocarina of Time. Yep, um, shout it out. Shout out yeah. to Super Skarmory. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, that's funny that that was your first interaction with Zelda Man, uh, or with with that Zelda, I should say. <clears throat> uh, it says, I'll just move to the next one because that's like a short one. We already kind of touched on it. Uh, Skyward Sword, two thousand eleven, November for the Wii. Now, <laughs> this one got a lot of ten out of tens for some places, and yeah. for other other places, it was not that uh eric (laughs) go ahead Jeff. i would see
1: it on like the best buy like behind the glass case and it already it had the the game of the year like branding Mm. right and i never bought it but to me this this must have been like the best game in the entire world and then Mm. Then I got on the internet many years later
0: and realized just the vitriol that everyone has for this game, and I was very, very confused. There, yeah, I'll get into it in a second. But Eric, what, what's your, what's your thoughts on history with that one?
1: So Skyward Sword definitely like was one of like as a kid like one of my, one of my most hyped like Zelda games ever because like it's really like the one that I was like the first like like around that time is like when I really started getting into like games coverage and stuff like that, like keeping up to date with all that stuff. And so, like, hearing that Skyward Sword was coming out, seeing, like, how soon it was, seeing, like, all the preview coverage and stuff like that. um, I was getting super hyped for it. Got it. Played it. Loved it. Uh, At the time, I kind of felt like it was, like, the best Zelda ever. Um, Mainly because of the story. I kind of feel like they put a lot more emphasis on story this time around for Zelda compared to, like, other titles and stuff. Uh, The dungeon design I felt like was the best at the time. I really didn't mind the motion control stuff. To me, I kind of felt like it made the game like a lot more immersive because you are Link using the sword, you are using the tools to fight yeah. the enemies. Um, and I never really got like the hate for it at the time. I was just like, "Well, Skyward Sword," I think is like the best one ever. It wasn't until I played Skyward Sword HD where I kind of felt like I kind of like saw some of the cracks in the game. I was like, "Okay, now I understand some of the complaints. I understand like the backtracking complaints. I understand like the lack of like location variety." You're going back to these three main realms of fire, the the forest and the water. Was it the water area? No, the desert area, um. And like all and like all that stuff. Like I kind of I kind of get the complaints now. I I, I kind of see them. I still like Skyward Sword, but I kind of feel like if you ask me to replay it again to this day, like I would be like, eh, it's it's all right. I kind of HD Skyward Sword HD kind of really didn't help like my uh rose tinted glasses of that game basically (laughs) even though i still i still enjoyed it uh like skyward hd is the best way to play that game it's definitely not as great as i thought it was gonna be right
0: um excuse Um, me so next fact will be you can visit link's grave in final fantasy in the original us version of final fantasy you can find edric the hero of dragon warrior buried in elfheim in the original japanese version um the grave belongs to Link instead. Uh so, so I guess we Dead? didn't get that version of it. It says re-release of Final Fantasy in the US have since rolled back that change. So you can find Link now um, in those versions. Um my my history of Skyward Sword, I remember seeing all the reviews and the praise and being like being excited about it, but I, I skipped a lot of the Wii stuff. Um like Wii was kind of a blind spot for me until I actually got a Wii U. Um so I went back to play this game uh, in compatibility mode, and that was the first time I played it. And I just remember being extremely frustrated with like the flying system. Uh, it really graded on me. I did not like doing the flying uh, in Skyward Sword. I didn't like the backtracking. I thought Link and the character design looks freaking weird. I still to this day kind of don't like that art style for Link um, or the characters. And it's just a personal thing. It just graded on me. Um, the Boss fights, I will say, were cool, very cool. Um and some of the some of the dungeon mechanics were also really cool. Uh that being said, you know, sometimes it would get frustrating to have to like have the Wii mote not do what you want it to with the and because I use the Wii the Wii Remote Plus, not like the the new Wii right? And oh, so I yeah, had the little too. attachment on the bottom. And it wasn't as accurate as those other ones. And so, like, sometimes you'd run into weird calibration issues. And, you know, part of the, part of the gimmicky Nintendo that you love, but also hate at the same time.
1: Um, yeah, looking back on it, like, I don't... I, I find it kind of weird that they made... You needed to have a Wii, a Wii Motion Plus for that mm-hmm. game. And I believe if you only bought the standard edition of that game, you didn't get the attachment. That's it right. It was only, like, the, the higher... Version of the game where you got like the, the golden Wii remote that had the motion plus built yeah. in. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Motion plus.
1: <laughs> uh, it definitely is kind of weird. Like they didn't even offer like a free motion plus or something like that. I don't know. Like um, nowadays, nowadays, it kind of feels weird. Like you're locking off like a, a, a section of people to play if you don't have a specific peripheral. Normally, if you need that peripheral, it comes bundled with the game.
0: Yeah. Um, Weird decisions. Weird Nintendo decisions. Um, we have on the next, sorry, next on the list is um, Wind Waker HD, which was for the Wii U. This is the best way to play it. I won't try too much on it. Uh, this is how yeah, we
1: talked about Wind, Wind Waker really already. Never really yeah. got around to this version. I,
0: I just know this game as
1: one of the few brighter days of the Wii U's history. Absolutely. What? I
0: remember seeing it oh, wow 1080 1080 60. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, it was crazy and it was it was the better version for sure. Um, next on the list is link between worlds This game is one of my favorite Zelda games. Uh And it's it's a <clears throat> it's a follow-up to a link to the past, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and yep it carries with that I would argue it can go toe-to-toe with that game in terms of quality and in terms of um, excitement about it. Obviously, it's a shorter game than A Link to the Past. And I played it, I think I played it back-to-back. Like, I, I beat it and then went back to play it again right afterwards. Uh, and this had some of the most unique dungeon designs, I think, of, of Zelda history, personally. Uh, just with the, the flat mechanic, like, you can walk around and warp around walls and stuff like that. And it really, especially with the 3D, which is funny because, like, you could turn on the stereoscopic 3d and the 3ds and it, when when you go 2d right I and mean, cross around, and that effect just worked it, it um the whole game on that worked for me and i played with 3d as much as i could as much as my eyeballs would allow um because you know obviously you stare at that for a while it, it would hurt but it looked like a little diorama that was one of the cooler things about the 3ds that you just can't get if you're emulating so um but yeah that's my history with that. Um, love that game, Eric.
1: Yeah, I didn't get around to this game to like later on in the 3ds's life, I want to say, but definitely is like a really like if you if you have a 3ds, I think this is like one of the must play games of that mm-hmm. system. Um, I like how you I, I now I can't remember. Can you tackle dungeons in any order? Because I know there's like the whole item renting system, yes. Where you can like rent the item and then go to the dungeon that uses that specific item.
0: Yeah, so you you can go to um. I forget what his name is. Uh, who ends up being the hero of ages, right? The one, like, like he's like one of the. I think he, is he a past hero? I can't remember what he he was. So the,
1: um so we're going real quick, we're going to explore for Link Between Worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, and <laughs> like, yeah. in, in Link Between Worlds is like two versions of Hyrule. There's Hyrule and there's like Low Rule. That's what it was. And like Low Rule has like its own like Zelda and Link, and so like, I I believe you go to Low Rule and you try to help out the that version of Zelda who's like called Hilda or something I think is yeah, what it was. Yeah. Then somehow I forget- I forget what it was, I think she like betrays you at some point or something like that. And then it turns out that the the bunny guy that you're renting items from in Hyrule, he's actually the low rule version of Link.
0: Yeah. It was I remember being excited about it. Like
1: Yeah, and so but yeah you can like rent the items from him and then eventually you can like buy the items to keep for for good so a lot of like interesting things that when you think about kind of lead into breath of the wild with like tackling things in any order you want like like it's like interesting kind of looking back at it right now
0: yeah um i think all right so breath of the wild almost had cattle rustling aliens Saturus has the Takizawa, art director for Breath of the Wild, says that some of the Nintendo's younger designers pitched some very unique ideas, such as the giant guardians that chase you down and target you with laser beams. The concept of... So they're the ones to blame. Anyways, the concept of cattle stealing aliens was also pitched, a throwback perhaps to Romani's ranch in Majora's Mask. Um, Young people. have yeah. no good ideas these days. <laughs> Making games harder <laughs> on us.
1: Sheesh.